Welcome to On La Nose. I have more RV stuff to talk about. Imagine that. I don't remember exactly what I was talking about last time. I know that I was kind of at the beginning of like dealing with like these really serious issues, like the suspension breaking and the solar stuff not working and um, the batteries are just fried. They're dead. They're gone. They don't work. They don't take a charge. They have retired into the dead place. Um, so that's a bummer because I'm going to have to buy batteries and they're not cheap. Like easily $1,000 a piece and I need four of them. And I knew that I was going to have to get new batteries eventually, but I thought because the batteries were functioning without any like issues or whatever that I would get, you know, at least a couple of months out of them and I could save up and stuff. The stuff being research, learning about the system so that I know what to buy and if I can potentially make the system better, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and instead what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get batteries and then worry about expanding or making it beefier later. Like if I start having issues where I'm like, you know, I really don't have enough power, then I'll look into like, can the panels charge more batteries? So the current setup right now is eight, six volt, 240 amp hour batteries that are run in parallel. So that basically converts them into four 12 volt batteries that would be 480 amp hours, except that they're lead acid and you can't run them below 50%. So you wanna cut that amp hour in half because you're just not actually gonna get that kind of functionality out of them. and the number is a little bit misleading when you take into consideration that lead acid batteries are so limited. So what I am thinking about doing is getting four 12 volts um, and getting like 400 amp hour or something like that. I need to look into that more and decide. Um, like if it breaks down to be cheaper to get eight of the smaller ones, then I might do that and just do the parallel setup again. But um, I'm going to get lithium iron phosphate batteries. Uh, they are less scary than the other lithium batteries because they don't get hot. You can discharge them 100% without it impacting their life. Those are recommended to only go like 80 90%. So I will actually get more functionality out of them. Um, I don't have to worry about like weird off-gassing issues. Like my RV absolutely fucking stinks right now. And it's because the batteries are off-gassing because they're dying. And uh, I just avoid it because it's nasty and not healthy. So something that I've started doing for the RV stuff is I've started making videos for the YouTube. I don't know how long I'll keep doing this because I'm calling it RV noob. And, you know, like, how long will I be a noob? I don't know. I got thrown into the deep end of the pool, so I'm learning pretty fast and intensely. But I feel like I'll be a noob for a while, and there's going to be a lot of little things that I can just be like, well, I had to do this, and I had to deal with this, and 
look at me make a fool of myself by not being able to figure out how this knob works. That literally happened, by the way, and I will be putting it in a video because as embarrassing as it is, I never saw a knob like that. I didn't know how it worked. So, you know, maybe somebody else will see it and be like, oh, the first time they see a knob like that. Anyway, so you can check out my YouTube and, and see those there. Um, and I've also been working on The Frightening Frown with Tyler. And we've got a couple episodes out. By the time you hear this, there'll probably be like four or five episodes out. I record in advance as things come up. And I haven't decided if I'm going to change my posting schedule to get things caught up a little faster I don't really get a good sense of like listener availability because my numbers aren't consistent. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. Like if you have an opinion, if, you, if you're like, yeah, two episodes a week would be great. Let me know. I, I have no idea right now. I'm just going to stick with once a week. And if things are a little bit behind, they're a little bit behind. So I'm waiting for the RV suspension to be fixed before I can really do a lot. Uh, the way that the transport guy parked the RV is not very safe. I don't want to like mess with it. Um, and I don't have DC power. So even if I could level things, I actually cannot level them, which is a bummer. But I was like, okay, I'm going to clean the black water tank because that's something I can do while I'm waiting. I want to feel like I'm being productive and I can do like these little things. So I go there yesterday to do this and I couldn't get the knob to work. And I was like twisting it and it would not come off. And I was just like, what the junk? And then like I waited for my son to come home from work and he like looks at it and he's like, oh, this middle piece comes out. So it's like the middle piece is screwed into the outer piece. It's not one whole knob. It's two pieces and it's a cap and a knob, basically. And I felt a little bit dumb, but I was like, okay, cool. It's not broken. That's that's better. I would rather be wrong than have another broken piece. Um, and so I like hook up the water, the water pressure regulator and the hose and all the junk and open up the, I put a hose on the, the black water tank exit thingy. It's actually an exit thingy that works for both the black water tank and the gray water tank. Uh, I don't know the technical word, so it's the exit thingy. And um, ran the hose to like a, a safe area of the property. I have permission to do this. And um, because I know that there's not very much stuff in there, or I thought there wasn't very much stuff in there, because there's literally only a couple of peas. So it shouldn't be very much. And then I just just flush the system because there's like an area where you hook it up with a freshwater hose and it pushes water uh, through into the top of the the tank, which then like sort of rinses everything and then that gets pushed out. So I was like, I'm just going to rinse, rinse it out, right? This made sense. Well, after a while, it's like running and it, it's like a really large, I think it's like a 70, 70 gallon Blackwater tank, it's 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 right around that size. And um, the water hadn't been running for very long. It wasn't a very high pressure. It was like 20 PSI or something. And um, water starts running all over the place, like in the storage area underneath the RV. There's like an obvious leak somewhere. And we're like, 
what the deuce? Like, where's this water coming from? And there's still water coming out of the hose. Or like, there's no way I filled up the tank. And also, if I filled up the tank, why would it... Why would it just leak out? Why wouldn't it, like, say, get pushed up into the sink or whatever? So I don't know about that, but I'm thinking that there's a leak somewhere in that system uh, that shouldn't be there. But because it's a system I'm not going to be using, I'm not super worried about that. Am I bothered that there's basically, like, shitty water now drying all over the place? Yeah, but I will clean it up with anti-icky poo. That stuff is freaking amazing. It works better than Nature's Miracle or any of those other brands. And don't come at me. I'm just, I'm just saying what's true. Um, it can be cleaned up, but um, the exit valve thingy was clogged. So, what I have learned through making a mess <laughs> is that the um, if you don't regularly flush the black water tank, it gets this buildup of like goop on the walls and when you go to flush it that goop is going to get like rinsed down and of course like if you're flushing regularly and running the water through uh it's not going to be problematic it's not going to clog anything um however the previous owner did not do it like i even i went and checked the video that i have that i use to like remember how to do things that she showed me and she actually points at that and goes oh i never really used that so she wasn't rinsing it. Like she probably thought that like gravity was doing the work and stuff was coming out. But um, in actuality, you need to occasionally run some water in there. And so it's like full of goop and it clogged the exit valve thing. And to the point that now the gray water also cannot empty. So this is now a catastrophic issue uh, that has to be dealt with. And the one place that works on RVs doesn't work on clogs. They will only empty it once it's unclogged and I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure this is just one big clog at this point. So I had to call like a mechanic and the mechanic's going to come tomorrow and we're going to get this shit taken care of. Literally. I feel so frustrated and tired and defeated. Like I can't I just feel like I can't do anything right. And the problem with that is that I'm not doing anything. I'm not, I, everything that's happening is just like happening. It's not because of anything I'm doing. Like, you know, I did think about asking the seller to flush the system before we put on the composting toilet. And I just, I just didn't. I was like, she probably already took care of that. I don't want to be an inconvenience. And, you know, like I need to stop doing that because every time I do that, I like pay for it in some way. So I, I just, it's just too much. It's like in one week, broken suspension, dead batteries, shit water everywhere, uh, discovering that it had a horrific mice, mouse infestation uh, I mean, the amount of mouse poop is, like, awful. Like, I'm actually thinking about maybe hiring a cleaner to come out and, like, scrub it down, and then I will go through and clean it um, just to get, like, an extra extra cleaning in because nobody ever cleans stuff as well as I do. But the RV has, like, all of these smells, and there's, like, the battery smell, and I'm pretty sure there's a smell from, like, the mice poop and pee 
And um, I just like, I just want to go in there and I want to clean it up and I want to make it livable. But like the fact that like everything is going wrong is making me more and more scared to live in it. Like I already had fears, trust issues. And like, what if this happens? What if that happens? And that kind of thing. And like, I'm terrified of fires and like the way that like the information I took in about fires and RV make it sound like it's just inevitable or something, even though, you know, if they were that dangerous, we wouldn't have so many of them. Right? Right? Hold on. It just brings me back to it being anything going wrong, brings me back to the fact that I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to live in an RV. I am going to find all the perks that I can to make it something tolerable, like being off grid and having the composting toilet and stuff. But I don't actually really want to be doing this. And I am just filled with a lot of not great feelings about it and being forced into it. And like, I was anticipating moving this week and now it's been delayed for who knows how long. You know, I made a post on Craigslist asking for help because the way that the RV was parked is not safe. And I just need to move it a couple of feet. And I was hoping maybe somebody local would be willing for the price of gas and like 20 bucks to like come over, spend 10 minutes driving to me and five minutes hooking it up and another five minutes to like move it and unhook it um, and just be like a nice person, you know, not a totally for free nice person, but a nice person. Um, and I don't know if I'll get anyone. It's, it's a gamble. But like the first response I got was from somebody who obviously doesn't understand what a fifth wheel requires in terms of hitch because they're like, well, I have a van with a hitch. And um, a regular hitch will not work. You need like the special like beefy in the bed kind. And then um, the second person attacked me and called me like a liberal something. I don't remember what, what, I don't know. They made it about politics. And then they said that like, if you, if you're cheap, you get cheap things. But, you know, I didn't, I wasn't being cheap. I paid professional prices for bad service. I wasn't being cheap. Levac, man. But um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not holding my breath. I am hoping maybe the mechanic can move it. You know, maybe he's got the right kind of truck and trailer and stuff just because he works in that industry. But, you know, there's, there's no guarantee. I don't know. Like, they're not cheap. It's not a cheap setup. The idleness is really difficult. I honestly could probably record an episode every day just burning the energy and stress of being idle. Uh, I don't do that because it probably wouldn't be very interesting. I kind of let things happen and collect them and, and stuff. But um, I just, I want to be doing something and I want to feel like I'm being productive towards the forward momentum of this part of my life, you know? I mentioned in a previous episode that somebody had made me into the other woman 
Um, and it was very traumatic for me when I found out that that person had been lying to me. I don't take lying very well, but I also shared myself with this person in ways that I didn't, don't normally share myself. And as I came to see the situation for what it was and to understand what had happened, they actually groomed me uh, to share myself in some of those ways um, and in ways that I'd never shared myself at all. So it was really, really hard. And that person has been doing work on the house that's on the property where I'm staying. Um, there's like two houses on this property and he's been working on the other one. And like, he does shit like parks his truck in front of my car, you know, and so that I can't get out. And I've, I don't want to be here, you know, like nobody's going to protect me from him except for myself. Like, I'm not going to get stood up for. Nobody's going to be like, you know, he shouldn't be around here. Like, nobody's going to, nobody fucking cares about what happened except for me. You know, like he made sure that people thought, like that he tried to make people think that I was crazy and that I was lying, even though I literally had proof. Like I went to his wife and I said, here's what happened. If you want proof, I have it. She said, send me the proof. And I sent her the proof and she said, I believe you which is really honestly all I need. But I don't need to be exposed to this guy. I don't need to be around him. I don't need to see his truck. I don't need to see his stupid fat head. Like I just, I don't, I don't need the stress. Like on top of everything else, it's like a lot. And it's frustrating because I feel helpless. I can't, he's the kind of person like I can't say anything to. Like he, he will always turn it around. You know, he just gaslights and will just be like, oh, I was just kidding. Or why are you being so whatever, and, you know, just will not take responsibility. So if he blocked my truck and I was like, hey, can you move your truck or whatever, he would find a way to make it sound like it was my fault. He wouldn't just be like, yeah, sorry about that. Let me move my truck. He would be a dick about it, which is why I don't want to deal with it because I have like so much rage in me and my rage goes inward. It doesn't go outward. So when bad things like that happen and I feel like a sense of injustice, my insides get shredded. It's... Yeah. So one of the things that I did for myself to deal with the stress is I had a doctor's appointment. It was a follow-up with the chronic fatigue department um, at Stanford. And it was an in-person appointment and they were not willing to convert it to a video appointment, even though I explained that I was tired. They were like, we can't do that. So I canceled the appointment so I could stay home today and I could work on my podcast and I could podcast with Tyler and just not deal with that stress because I don't need to. And my next appointment's in March and whatever, it doesn't matter. I, if I need to change my meds or whatever, they, they can do that over email, although they get it wrong every single time through email. I don't really understand what's happening over there, but that's a that's a whole thing. Also, I don't remember if I talked about my experience with Comcast last week, but they didn't show up for an appointment. I contacted them. They said, you don't have an appointment. And then I spent two hours talking to eight different people at Comcast before I got a new appointment set up in which they said, 
one, two, three business days. Today is business day number four, and I haven't heard anything from them. So I don't think they're going to come out. And um, they're the only provider available where I'll be. So I have to deal with them. And I just, like, I wish I knew somebody that was like an attorney or something that could like write them a really nasty letter. Because I honestly feel like I that there should be a class action lawsuit against them. Like, um, I get the low income discount thing. I can't remember what it's called uh, for internet. And when I signed up for um, my service, well, I was transferring my service because I moved and renegotiated my contract. And my contract was $40 per month. And I got, I have that in email. And, um, and then I got the low income discount because I was then, I then qualified for it when I, once I moved out and wasn't sharing a house with somebody and they promptly changed my contract to $90 a month, uh, without talking to me and didn't say anything. And when I contacted them and said, Hey, I have a contract with you. They went, no, you don't. That's not a thing. And just denied it. And I'm like, then why do I have an email that has that contract defined. We don't know anything about that. This is your current price. We can give you this price. And literally like scam. That has, it, if it's not illegal, it should be illegal. They sold me something. They promised me something. And then they did something else, you know. And they keep doing this. This is the third time that they haven't shown up for an appointment with me. The first time I waited eight hours, they kept saying someone was going to be there. Nobody was there. And then the next day, um, a different tech came out and he was so mad about what happened. He made sure I got like a $200 credit. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do like this time because twice now in a row, like I just, I'm not even living there yet. So it's not like a big rush, but like. This is not, this is not good customer service, okay? Gosh. So that's not all, but that's a lot of the stuff that's weighing on me right now. And at the same time, like, it's not all bad. I have the podcast, you know, like I'm really excited to be working with Tyler on that. Um, more so than working on this one, honestly, because having someone to work with, you get feedback and she's gotten more traction on hers. So there's more engagement and stuff around the episodes. It feels like people are more excited. I tend to have a pretty silent um, follower base, I guess, in general. Like that's been my experience on most things. And so I don't get feedback and I don't get a good sense of if it's people are even listening. Am I, am I reaching them? Is it worth it to keep doing it? Is it like, I don't know. I just, I'm just going to do it because I enjoy it and like hope for the best. And, um, every now and again, like somebody will give me a shout out or something and that's like amazing. And I just kind of grab that and hold on to it. So when I start to feel really doubtful and be like, oh, I suck. And like, this is boring and nobody's really interested in all this stuff. I just, I just remember that shout out that I got, you know? And then like, I mentioned that I have an RV wish list, and most of those items have been purchased. I went through them. I haven't, I haven't received them all yet. So hopefully 
Um, hopefully they're not missing, but um, just that support and like people I don't even know bought stuff from my list, which is just, it's a lot. Like I like almost started crying when I saw that like a random person saw my list because somebody retweeted it, you know, and they got me something. And at the same time, I feel so alone through all of this. And I, I mean, I am, but I'm also not. And I wish that like the things that I'm experiencing in terms of support helped that. But the support that I'm getting is, is not the kind of support that helps you get through the hard stuff. You know, like I don't have anyone else helping me make phone calls or whatever. The one thing I do have is my son is doing research on the solar and that's really nice because my brain is not good at that. Like I can research the batteries and all that, but like figuring out how the system works and the math and stuff, that part is harder for me. And having someone else that's looking into it makes it easier. So when I look into it and I'm feeling kind of dumb about it, I can like talk to him and he can like explain stuff and then, or, you know, confirm that I understand it correctly or be like, no, actually it's this or whatever. Um, and that that's really helpful. Um, and I think like feeling alone is just a very human thing because we're in our brains, you know? So we are always alone, even when there's people around, but I'm still very isolated, like in person. There's not, some people have people that like lean in and show up and they're just like kind of there. And I have people that wish they could do that, you know, but they're not in a place where they can. And so I have to like, you know, like um, make myself feel better knowing that if people could be there, they would be, you know? And I think like that's not, it's not the easiest thing to do um, is to imagine a thing that's, to make yourself feel better over something that's imaginary. I guess. And to be completely honest, if I did have somebody who showed up and was like, let me help you get through this, I don't know what the fuck I would do. Like, because I've always had to deal with stuff myself. I'm the one who does the thing. Like, what would I do? Would I even be able to handle it? Would I be comfortable? Would I trust them? Would I get really nervous and anxious and think they're going to hate me? Probably that part. That part would probably be it. And it would be like the whole time I would be like, just relax, just relax. You got to trust, you got to trust and like not even be able to relax and enjoy it because I would be anticipating like something bad happening, you know? But if you have people, like if you know that you can just like go to people I hope that you really appreciate that because none of us have it for always unless we die before everybody else, you know? Um, and some of us just never really have it. Like, I've not had good luck being part of groups. They tend to be really, really bad for me, actually. And in general, I'm the person people go to for stuff. I don't really go to people for stuff. I've been working on that. I did mention that before. 
I am trying to be more open, but I'm not, it doesn't connect to any emotions right now. So I don't, it doesn't necessarily make me feel better. Like I, I don't think I've learned enough. I haven't practiced enough yet to, to really benefit from it. And I think like I need in those situations, I need more reassurance so that I know that everything is like, okay. And I, I'm not being a burden or whatever. Um, I'm even this, I will probably think about deleting it. If, if I don't delete it, you should be proud of me because I have deleted others. Um, I want to be authentic and I want to be me and I want, I want to talk about things that aren't just about me as well. But right now my life is very this and very like, just, you know, like I need the outlet and I appreciate like anybody that is listening to me like vent um, because I, I need this to be shaped like this right now. And, you know, it'll change when my life changes and I get settled in. It will change. It'll still be RV shaped because I'm going to be living in an RV, but it won't be it won't be like so much stressful shit, you know? Um, I'm really hoping that eventually I'm going to do something and it's not going to break something else. Like, I know that RVs are finicky and they're prone to breaking and they need a lot of maintenance and stuff, but I'm really just really hoping that I'll get to do things that feel like I'm doing things right very soon. Um, yeah. So... That's my ranty McRant, my dump cast. I haven't forgotten that term, my dump cast for the day, for today, for this week. Thank you for listening. I really hope that your week has treated you well or is treating you well or that your weekend is good or, you know, whatever day it is that you listened, listen to this. I hope that it's pleasant and positive and Something, something not bad, okay? And that's it. Bye.